Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. Now, after listening to last week's episode about how God's spirit plus a broken human spirit equal to Holy Spirit. Well, if this is the first time you are listening to this podcast, you probably want to go back in this at least the season for the first episode so you can have a much better understanding of the journey and process. Now we're going to talk about why then we call ourselves the community of broken spirits. You may be thinking yourself, why would anyone want to be broken? And that is a question we answer in today's episode. Why brokenness is actually a blessing and how we go through several cycles of it in our lives. So keep listening to find out how to use the broken spirit to your advantage. Indwelling, not just baptism of the Holy Spirit. In 2016 on a trip to China, while sharing this revelation of how Jesus received the Holy Spirit as he allowed God's Spirit to break into his human spirit, one corpse member, Christa, was a bit puzzled. Didn't the Holy Spirit already descend upon Jesus at his baptism? A very good question indeed. Admittedly, I had not thought about that. I suggested that we ask God, and trust that in due course, he would reveal more. Upon my return to Singapore, I thought about Christos' comment. Then I saw these words in my spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, receive. Dwelling of the Holy Spirit, live. I felt that it was a Rima, a spirit-inspired moment, but I labored over these words trying to figure out what God was telling me. I felt like I understood it immediately, Yet I struggled to express it. There was a missing link. At the same time, I was also facing other challenges, one of which was the sad passing of my older sister. After the funeral, the Holy Spirit led me to enter into the Lord's rest. He asked me, Jesus was conceived through the Holy Spirit, yet 
he still needed to be baptized to receive the Holy Spirit at the River Jordan. Why? After his baptism, he began his ministry with signs and wonders. He was in the constant presence of God. You can find that in John chapter 5, verse 19. But at the cross, he felt cut off. And that is in Matthew 27, verse 46, when he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why? Ah, I thought, is because the Holy Spirit had left him? Because he carried the sins of mankind in his body, he no longer possessed the holiness of God, and the Holy Spirit could not dwell in him? So Christ, who was born of the Holy Spirit and baptized again in him, had to lose it in order to gain it for gain it back for mankind? His body had to be broken so that his blood could be shed to cleanse us from our sins. His spirit broken so that we could receive a new spirit of holiness to replace the one that God breathed into Adam. I think I get it. It is one thing to receive the baptism and gift of the Holy Spirit, but another to have him dwell in us. In order for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, our spirits need to be broken. It is like hosting house guests. We need to break our daily routine and make room to accommodate them so that they may feel at home during their stay with us. I've seen many respond to altar calls to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But how many actually have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them after that? For myself too. There are times in my life I would run away from God and I don't want to hear His voice. These are usually times when I'm feeling so tired and my spirit so weary, when the burdens I bear have become too much for me to handle. I thank God that He knows when to let me run away from His Spirit and when to reel me back in. It is in times like this, I know I need His Spirit more than anything else, and that I cannot do without His Spirit. Broken and desperate, I would invite Him in again, and I always find Him there waiting for me. Broken to be born again. God had warned Adam that he would die if he ate from the tree of knowledge. Jesus hung on the tree as the new Adam to receive a fresh breath of life for mankind. When we are baptized, our old spirit dies with Christ on the cross. But we are born again with a new spirit, one that lives and will never die. The lost disciples had no lack of faith. They had personally been taught by the Lord and witnessed his power firsthand up front. Yet all that was not enough. It was when they were broken and stripped of all self-conceit, like King David, that their spirits were ready to receive the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost. Only then did their bodies become temples in which the Spirit of God could dwell. And where the Spirit of God dwells, there is power. What does it mean to be broken? People often ask me what these words mean, a broken spirit. These words can sound scary as they conjure images of suffering and pain. Who likes to suffer pain? I had to put aside all my fears and resistance and just put my trust in God and ask Him to break me. To my relief, I discovered that God has no intention to physically break me or for that matter anyone. Jesus had already done that. It was finished on the cross. Instead, being willing to give up living a life independent of God was all the breaking I needed to do. 
Being a very free-spirited and independent person by nature, God simply wanted to set me free from self-reliance and self-will to open the way for the Holy Spirit to come into my life to lead me, teach me and guide me. I realized that when God asked me for my broken spirit, it is just to exchange mine for His Spirit so that I may live life in the fullness of His love and in His power. It is like He exchanges my old and tattered clothes for a set of beautiful new clothes and gives me a new title, a new role, Daughter of God, Princess in His Heavenly Kingdom, for He is a Father, a Father God, who dearly loves His children. For some, to be broken could mean breaking down walls of stubbornness and disbelief. To others, it may be the breaking of mindsets and attitudes that prevents them from believing that the gospel of God's love can be so simple and freely available, fully paid for by God himself. On the other side of the coin, there are devoted Christians who truly believe and seek to live by the teachings of the Bible, through sheer might, to the last ounce of strength, refusing to allow themselves to fall apart even when their physical body and state of mind betray them. They refuse to show any sign of weakness or failure, lest they be a disappointment to others and to God. Then there are also those who have areas of sin, tragedy or injustice that they cannot let go of, and they cannot bring themselves to trust anyone, even God. Maybe they think they do not deserve God's love. Maybe there are also some who struggle with dangerous habits, thoughts and action. Maybe they have lost all hope and think that even God cannot solve their problems. Then there are also those who are very successful in life and take pride in their achievements and capability and think there's no need for God to take charge of their lives. Maybe there are some who have been very pious and devoted to serving others in the church and feel that they are holy and deserving based on their works and sacrifices and others who have worked so hard for God to the point of burnout that they have forgotten God or have become confused and disillusioned, no longer feeling the love they once had for God. Some may have replaced God with working for God. There are also some who have forgotten that God is a person and is almighty. They devoted their lives to moving up the ranks of churchdom, thinking that the church provides a good career path which they can leverage on to gain fame, power and wealth. God knows it all. He waits for us to be broken enough, tired enough, sick enough of our futile, crippled and empty lives, to come to Him broken and humble, to exchange our lost cause for His love, clarity and power. Brokenness a blessing. Looking back over the past years, I realized it's actually a blessing to be broken. After long, hard battles, I sometimes get so fatigued without even realizing it. Because my capacity to handle stress is quite high, I've often been able to put aside my own needs and tiredness and go the extra mile, standing and persevering till the work or battle is done. In the past, when I finally realized how bruised and tired I was in body, and in spirit, I would signal to others my need for rest and recuperation. Staying positive and calm as much as I can, it is often disregarded. 
Even my own husband is guilty of this. Times like this, I will go to God and allow myself to fall apart. It is my habit now for many years to take retreats about two times a year. It is indeed a blessing to be able to do this, as God totally understands. In fact, many a time He engineered circumstances for me to take rest when I didn't even know how battered and worn out I was. Paul said that the resurrected Christ said to him in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And in verse 10, For when I am weak, I am strong. Amen indeed. When I break down before the Lord, He knows exactly how to restore me. Sometimes it is just by taking an Elijah rest, read about it in 1 Kings chapter 19, the equivalent of crawling into a cave, sleeping and eating. Sometimes he sends someone, a verse, a phrase, a word, a song or a book, and I'm magically restored through it. Truly, he is my strength and his strength is made manifest and perfect only when I am weak, not when I can do it all. He then takes me on a new path and a fresh journey with him once again. What an extraordinary journey it has been. A life of bending and breaking. A Jewish believer once shared with my friend Patsy that getting to know God is like going on a journey with him. And this journey is a spiral. It's not a straight progressive line. It involves a lot of bending and breaking. I understand. As I allow the Holy Spirit to bend and break me as I move along, he shows me a lot more than what I can learn from reading or studying the Word on my own. At times, he gently leads me to guide me in decision-making, big or small. Other times, he prompts me to go to a specific place to do something like call a friend or pray for someone or to drop everything and just listen. At every turn and bend, he never fails to surprise with signs and wonders, miracles, moments of epiphany, new understanding of the Bible, new discoveries, unraveling of mysteries, hearing sounds of heaven through worship or through nature, and so much more. He navigates and reveals his plans of where we should go and what we should do, often to our delight. The sun has danced for us on a hill in China. Scenes of centuries past saluted me in a little old church in Italy. He showed us two sunrises on the same morning on a majestic mountain in China on a cold, wintry morning. He also has led my husband and I into some very good investments. He often leads me to see what's happening in the world and prompts me to intercede and sometimes to cleanse or to war over a particular place in the spirit. He also prompts me to pray for safety and protection of my children and my loved ones in critical moments. The longer I walk with God, the bigger the spiral becomes. I get to see a bit more from another perspective as I enter into another level of understanding. As I journey on, he stretches me and extends my capacity for more, a different sort of breaking. Now I understand why John said that if everything Jesus did was written down, 
all the books of the world could not hold it. The journey into God's world is simply mind-boggling, and yet so intriguing and exciting. There's so much depth and dimension that there's not enough time or breath to be able to journal or to share it all. It also has been a humbling journey. As I get to know how big God and His world is, I decrease and decrease as I realize how small and insignificant I really am. How impossible it is to know even a tiny fraction of what God knows. Yet God, our loving Father, continues to patiently and lovingly teach us. Oh, as the psalmist sings, what is man that you, God, should be mindful of us? This is in Psalms chapter 8, verse 4. My broken heart grows to appreciate, respect and admire God more and more, and I fall in love with the Lord Jesus over and over again. Indeed, this is how I want to live for the rest of my life, always bending and breaking, learning and growing, which I discovered is truly the normal Christian life and the cop's way of life. How did you like the episode? We hope you enjoy it. In next week's episode, we go back to the beginning how God called Sarah to create this podcast and show up in several different ways to convince her to do so. I can tell you it's a fun story. We will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you're interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's communityofbrokenspirit.org where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.